0: Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I'm the socialite. I'm passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And as many of you know, I am in Atlanta, and the station is in Denver. And Denver got in about 5, six, ten inches of snow yesterday, and it's 85 degrees here in Denver. Now, of course, he's going to hang up on me. He's going to have dead air for an hour, but, you know, just got to love the fact that that we live here in the South, and my guest today is actually in British Columbia, so, you know, we can't get much more diverse than that today. So please join me in welcoming Wendy McClellan. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much. Great, great. Well, before you, let me tell our listeners just a little bit about you. Wendy McClellan is a past nominee for Canadian Entrepreneur of the Year, and her first website was chosen by the New York Times as one of the best biz sites on the net, the same day that Microsoft was also chosen. With nearly 20 years of internet experience, Wendy has shared her internet marketing and social media knowledge with over 10,000 people at live events. Today, Wendy focuses on helping clients to demystify social media through group and one-on-one coaching, workshops, and marketing strategy development. Her clients include a wide range of entrepreneurs, companies, and business organizations. So again, Wendy, welcome. I'm just thrilled to be here with you today, and I feel really sorry for those people in Denver because it's a beautiful, sunny day on the west coast of Canada today. <laughs> Wow, you know we have probably every extreme here you gotta love it, gotta love it I know now, you know, let's let's get into you know we're gonna talk a lot about LinkedIn, but first of all, Wendy, how did you decide to start using social media as much as you do well, um actually about twenty years ago, I started on the internet and uh-huh. um it, it I started this little typing business after my divorce to be able to stay uh-huh. home with my kids and make money. And it kind of grew into this little Internet business that all of a sudden went crazy because it was the early days of the Internet, only about 200,000 web pages, if you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And right. mm-hmm. I built, built this website, and it went really well. And as you mentioned, it was um, picked by the New York Times, one of the best sites on the net. And I just started teaching people how to use the Internet. And then with each evolution of what came along when, you know, it was my space and it was all these different things, I just kind of went along and learned the trends before... Everyone else did. I'm an avid learner. And then when social media kind of hit, you know, six or seven years ago when we started talking Mm -hmm. Facebook and YouTube, I just really immersed myself in it and realized that there was a huge opportunity to do business. In the past, when people were online promoting their businesses, it was very um, push, push, push. Here's all the information about me. Well, social media has really changed that. It allows us to have actual conversations with people. People are able to get to know us as an individual, and that's why I love social media because I can re- I really get to know people, and um, it just it changes the way you do business. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, you know, as I mentioned, we really want to focus on LinkedIn because I think for you and and definitely for me, LinkedIn is the professional networking site um, online. Facebook's great, Twitter's fun. You know, we have a lot of fun on Pinterest, Google Plus. You know, I still think it's going to be, be the up-and-coming thing uh, before too long. But LinkedIn really is where a professional needs to be. But, you know, let's kind of take, take a step back because, you know, I still have people that ask me, why should I bother being on LinkedIn? I gave a seminar last week for job seekers, and I actually had job seekers who asked me why they should be on LinkedIn. But I think every professional should be on LinkedIn. But tell us, you know, who should be on LinkedIn? and And why? I totally agree with you, Deb. Any professional, any business owner, any organization or company, and especially job seekers as well, because that's where Mm -hmm. your peers are. So if you're trying to connect with people who are accountants or people who are HR managers or you're trying to connect with other business owners, that's where they're all hanging out. And I can tell you that most people today in that sphere When they're going to check you out because they may have met you at a chamber meeting or maybe looking to hire you, they're not going to Facebook to look first. They're going to go to LinkedIn to see what kind of profile you have. Then they're going to look at your other social media. So if that LinkedIn profile is really strong, you've got a better chance of making it to the next step. Mm -hmm. Well, and what steps do people need to take to really make sure that their LinkedIn profile stands out? Because, you know, I look at people's LinkedIn profiles, and one of the things I see is that, It's a little, shall we say, outdated, but what are the steps that many people need to to make sure that they're doing to to have their LinkedIn profile stand out from the crowd? Okay, well, there's a couple of things that I work with with clients, so I'll just kind of go through some of those. The first one is have a really good, and I know this. some of this is going to sound very basic, and it is, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, a lot of people don't do the basics. So, number one, Mm -hmm. get a great headshot. Sometimes I've gone to, to professional profiles, and I've actually seen people who have um, a picture of themselves in a bathing suit on vacation. Well, if I'm thinking to hire you, um, that doesn't engender a lot of trust. So mm-hmm. you really want to have a great headshot that lets people see and make it relevant to your type of job. If you're a, um, say, if you're a lawyer or a, an accountant, yes, you probably want to have a suit. But you know, for some of us that are entrepreneurs in the more creative fields. It doesn't have to be a suit, but just a nice, clear headshot would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The second thing is make a list of the key words or phrases that people would use when they think of your profession. So let's mm-hmm. say you're a graphic designer and you want to specialize in the food industry. Well, you're going to put graphic design, graphic designer, um, food packaging, those kinds of things. So take some time and really make a strong list of keywords and phrases that people use. Now, those keywords and phrases are what other people are going to search when they're searching for someone like you. Weave those keywords into your title of what you do and your summary explanation of what you do. I see a lot of people mm-hmm. who put titles um, CEO or um, owner. Not many people search on LinkedIn for owner or CEO. I do, mm-hmm. but most are searching for, an example here, graphic designer, food um, Packaging Designer. So put those mm-hmm. as the titles underneath your name. And if you've got a great cred- credential, let's say um, you were mentioned in a, a fantastic magazine that you've been chosen for some kind of a, an award, you can put that mm-hmm. under your title. You can have six or seven titles at the top besides your profile picture. So those keywords mm-hmm. are really critical. And then after you've got the keywords, you want to add some extras to your profile. Things like video or photos, if you've been taken with influencers in your industry, Photos with, industry, oh, photos with industry influencers. Um, put those up. If you've done a, a special report or a great project, put those extras on there. And then mm-hmm. so that kind of covers the profile. And once people have done that, then you want to give and get recommendations. So go to profiles of people who you have maybe heard speak at an event. I, I actually use this um, in a way I haven't heard anyone else do it. There could be others, but what I do is um, anytime I've read a great book by someone, like Seth Godin, I went and I left mm-hmm. a recommendation for him about his book. When I heard a ah. great webinar by somebody, I went and left a recommendation for it. This past mm-hmm. weekend in Victoria, British Columbia, I was at social media accounts. All of the speakers I have now connected with on LinkedIn, and I left recommendations about their talk at that event. Perfect. Because mm-hmm. one little extra thing really makes you stand out. And then when, people, when you invite people to join your network, don't use that LinkedIn template that they have. Write your own. Oh, take mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, you know, send personalized thank yous when people um, connect with you and see if there's an opportunity to get to know them better. You could say something like, I noticed in your profile that your ideal clients are so-and-so. Well, I may have some connections for you. Let me know if you'd like me to make an introduction. And mm-hmm. then you can tell them a little bit about yourself. So those are some of the key things that I work with clients on. Well, and, you know, the first one you mentioned, photo, it is just so important because, you know, so many people, they, they put their favorite photo there. And it might be the picture of them in swimsuit. And, you know, sure, if they are, uh, say, a scuba dive instructor, then that might be appropriate. But, you know, very rarely is that an appropriate photo. Um, exactly. I saw somebody's picture last week. I swear it looked like a mugshot. You know, um, you know, or someone else's photo who he was on his you know he was riding his horse, it, you know it, he he is a in a profession where he doesn't ride a horse, so yeah. that photo really is so important, and folks, you know we're not talking spending three or four hundred dollars to go and have professional headshots done. You can use your smartphone, stand up against a nice background, and have the photo taken by by someone you know, and, and look through, get several pictures that you like. Um, because you know you can kind of change those out sometimes, but you know it's, it's funny. I, it, I had a discussion just last week with somebody, and, and I wanted to get your opinion on it, Wendy. When he networks, he he normally wears a suit because he he wants to look very professional, which you know he does. And and but when he's working, he wears a polo shirt with his logo on it. Which mm. should he use for his LinkedIn photo? And and I I really went back and forth on this. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I would almost suggest the polo shirt with the logo on it because if that's see, what that he's wearing, kind of yeah, and I would almost suggest he, he might want to start wearing it to some networking events, just as a test, to see mm-hmm. if he gets a different kind of response. Because if that's his oh. company brand and that's what he wears to work, he may mm-hmm. get um, it may be more authentic, is what I'm thinking, because he's kind of putting two images out to the world. And people may mm-hmm. get a little confused by that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you. I think maybe the profile picture with his company shirt on it. Right, right. And it, you know, it's it's one of those, especially for women, it's pretty easy for us because mm-hmm. we're not having to think, you know, tie or you know right. uh, things like that. So it's it, it, and but you know, there is that tricky thing with women of we tend to change our hairstyles and sometimes yeah. the color. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, well, I always tell people, I want to be able to look at your LinkedIn photo. And walk up to you in a crowded meeting, never having met you. Yes. Um, you yes. know, and I think that's kind of the key to, to that is they really should do that. You know, if it's an old photo where your hair, uh, your hair color might be hmm, a different color or, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've just really changed, you really need to update that. And, and it's a simple process. Um, you know, it's, it's something that I don't care what you're doing. You know, looking for a job, you know, simply networking, trying to build your business, you've got to have that great photo there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and yeah. as you were mentioning keywords, it's funny, one of my thoughts was one of the ways that I found some of the, you know, we all think we know how people look for us, but we don't always. Um, you know, back in the day when, when we built websites and you had to put in the meta keywords and, and all of those things, you came up with all of those things and then you discovered somebody searched for you in totally different ways. I actually asked people on Facebook, you know, knowing who I was and what I did, what keywords did they associate with that? And I was really pretty surprised. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because I asked the same question on LinkedIn and nobody responded. But they responded mm-hmm. to me on Facebook when I asked it. I mean, it's, it's just kind of one of those things where you have to try different things. Exactly. And it's a different kind of interaction on LinkedIn and Facebook. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. interesting. Yeah. Now, so, and then, you know, what, 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 hmm? go ahead. No, I was just going to say, the keywords really are um, important, and I love your little tip there of going to Facebook and asking people what they think of you. And you can also, um, you know, go on to um, other people's LinkedIn profiles that are in the same industry and not copy them, but just kind of get some ideas, you know, or what are they doing, mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. Right. Well, and sometimes we we draw a blank, you know. Yeah. You might be the graphic designer, but, you know, it's... it's There's different ways to phrase it, and you just can't think of those words. That's where a lot of being able to look at someone else's profile on LinkedIn to see the terms and phrases that they use. Absolutely. absolutely. Now, you know, we've got people online. They've got this great LinkedIn profile. Now what the heck do they do with it? You know, and, and I think that's probably the biggest question I get is people tell me, well, I've got this profile, but nothing is happening. Okay. What do you tell those people? Well, what I do tell them is the next list that you want to make is who do I want to connect with? And sometimes people say, "Why well, I'm not getting any connections. And when I ask them what kind of connections do you want, they draw a blank. So we sit down and talk about who do you actually want to reach out to. So let's go back to our graphic designer. She wants to connect with any kind of food producers that create food that's in packaging. So we would do a search under companies for food producers. And we would create a beautiful template, introduction, um, email that, that she can send out via the LinkedIn mail system. And before trying to pitch those people, she would just introduce herself, ask for a connection. Once she's connected, follow what they're posting. Join some of the groups that are appropriate for your industry. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of groups on LinkedIn that people can join and start to share information, start to become a trusted source of knowledge, and people will mm-hmm. recognize that you're someone they might want to do business with. What I also do mm-hmm. is once I've made those connections, is I will send, as I mentioned, a very personalized thank you letter. Thank you so much for connecting. I noticed that you might mm-hmm. be interested in these types of leads. Please let me know Is there a specific industry you're looking for. Then I ah, tell them a little bit about what I can offer. And mine isn't, mm-hmm. oh, I want to sell you something It something for free, and I do a free webinar um, on social media that I'll do for anybody anywhere in the world. So if you've got a business group and you want this webinar for them, that's great, or I'll come and do it live if it's in the local area. And that way Mm -hmm. I'm giving something before I'm expecting to get anything. And then I also look at LinkedIn as an amazing source of joint venture opportunities. I'm very Mm -hmm. big on collaboration, and at any point in time I could have between six and ten joint ventures happening. So, I mentioned in the last paragraph of my connection thank you letter um, that I'm also open to that. It could be a webinar together. It could be writing a blog post together. It could be doing a live workshop mm-hmm. together. It could be mm-hmm. approaching a larger client that both of us aren't quite ready to do on our own. And then I say, if you've got any ideas about this, I'd love to hear them. And that really mm-hmm. opens the door to a lot of possibilities. Right. Well, and, you know, I think people... They're, they're a little timid sometimes on face on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, with making those requests to connect. And, you know, at the very least, they're ignored or they're told no. Um, you know, so I always think it's, it's great. I did one over the weekend, and, and I love doing things like this. There was um, a list on Forbes that was the top 40 social media people in the world. And so they gave every single one of their Twitter um, IDs, and so I immediately connected with them on Twitter. But then I went to LinkedIn and I looked them up. Now, not everybody was on LinkedIn, which, you know, that yeah. always does kind of surprised me a little bit, but yeah. um, they, you know, but, but I sent them a personalized request. The first thing I said was, of course, congratulations on being named to the Forbes yada, 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 yada list for mm-hmm. um, social media people. And, of course, every industry has those. It doesn't matter, you know, if you build widgets, if you're a restaurateur, if you sell insurance, There are those big lists, and and so you can use those. You know, they're in your newspaper. They're listing promotions, all of those things. So I always tell them congratulations. And then, of course, in my case, I asked them, if you know, I I shared that I had a radio program and that I would love for them to be a guest. But, you know, it's overwhelming the amount of response that you get. If I had just sent them, hey, I'd like to connect, nothing. You know, I might have connected. I might have not. But by giving them that reason to connect with me, it, it works perfect. mm mm-hmm. no, that's And right. that's a really smart move. That's a really smart move. And I've done similar things as well. And you mm-hmm. just got to do something a little different than everybody else, and people will notice it. And then you stand out, and you become a leader in your industry. Right. You know, I remember many years ago, many years ago, when I decided to get into public relations. Um, this was when I was still in Denver. And there was this gentleman by the name of Sweet Johnson who won... A big award through the Public Relations Society, um, and he was the uh, director of communications for Coors Brewery. So I sent him a letter because, of course, this was long enough ago that we didn't have Facebook and we really didn't have a lot of email. And I sent him a letter and I said, you know, congratulations. It was just probably a little card. Congratulations on your note, you know, I or on your your big award. I was fascinated to read about your career because I'm wanting to get into the field of public relations also. That was it. That's yeah. all I said. His secretary called, set me up with a meeting with him. Now, he wasn't offering me a position, but what he did was he said, you need to connect with this person, this person, this person, this person. And he made those introductions for me. You know, nice. that was back when we still did it by hand, but the same thing works on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, and we still should be doing things like that on, by hand also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. If you just reach, you know, if you just, do that one little extra step like you did. Mm-hmm. You found, you know, congratulate someone on the award. Reach out to them. And I've actually had authors, because uh, I, you know, I'll write to them and say, uh, or recommend them after reading their book. Mm-hmm. Nobody else does that. So, right. you know, do something that's a little different, and it's amazing what can happen for you. Oh, I love that tip. I'm going to have to remember that. Well, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, let's talk, obviously, more about LinkedIn About really what the importance of groups are, and then I really want to find out. Wendy did this great LinkedIn experiment, and I want to find out more about how she did that. So I am Deb Creer talking with Wendy McClellan on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment.
1: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road.
2: Stimulating talk radio, milehighradio.com. 150 million people suffer from headaches. All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop. Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr.
1: Alex Malskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you. I don't just guarantee it. I put my name on it.
2: Dr. Malskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives.
0: Migralex works unbelievably fast and it's gentle on my stomach.
2: Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to migralexrelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X-relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. This is the worst weather we've seen in quite some time, folks. And I don't see any end in sight. People have been calling in from across the state. Complaining their basements are flooding. They need the waterproofing solutions from Basement Systems. If you want a dry basement or crawl space that will weather any kind of storm, you need the patented solution from Basement Systems. With a lifetime warranty, it's customized for your basement. I'm predicting this storm front's heading your way. Call 800 330 1872 for a free estimate or visit BasementRadioOffer.com.
1: My Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant.
0: I'm not ashamed to say. And we are back. I am Deb Creer. Um, talking with Wendy McClellan, and I want to make sure that we have Wendy because we had a quick disconnection. Is she back? Are you there, Wendy? Back. I'm Yay! here. <laughs> you know, got to love technology because, of course, what I did when you got disconnected was I sent a message through Facebook um, to, to reconnect with you. Um, so, before we go any further, Wendy, tell people how they find you online and how they connect with you. They can just go to my website, um, and I've actually created a short link for them with, that has a couple of bonuses that they can download. One is an infographic that talks about the key things you need to do on LinkedIn, and another one is an infographic that talks about who is on each social media platform. So, you make sure that you're using the right platform to find your clients. So, it's Perfect. bit.ly, so bit.ly
1: mm-hmm.
0: forward slash Wendy L-I. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. You can use that. Yeah. Easy. Well, and of course, they can find you on all the social media sites and, and uh, connect absolutely. with you on, on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Um, so, that would be great. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, it, it's funny. We were talking about how to make connections before we took the break. And, you know, it, it is definitely a personal choice on who to connect with. There are some people who only want to connect with people that they, they know which is actually what LinkedIn tells you you should be doing. Um, But, you know, or people who won't connect with their competitors, people who only connect in their physical area, all those things. And those are all very valid choices. I tend to connect with anyone. Um, Now, I do always look at their profiles if they sent me a request to connect. So I I go and I look and I make sure that they're not a spam, you know, or, or a fake profile. But I do connect with almost anyone because, my thought process is it's not always who they are who I'm connected with it's who they're connected with and mm-hmm. you know maybe they're not in Atlanta, but you know maybe they know somebody in Atlanta or maybe they know somebody who's scheduling a meeting in you know Los Angeles and and needs somebody to do what I do so that's kind of my thought process on on LinkedIn but what do you tell people when they're trying to decide who to connect with? My advice is pretty much the same deb i I do business globally, so to me, it doesn't matter where people are for me to be able Mm -hmm. to coach them or work with them. So, uh, like you, I look, is their profile valid? Um, Sometimes you get requests, especially women on LinkedIn, women on all social media. We do tend to get requests from men in various parts of the world who are looking for Mm -hmm. something other than business, and those ones, of course, we just ignore. But, you know, I have LinkedIn connections, I couldn't count the number of countries, and... Um, it's been amazing. So I, I'm pretty open to accepting invitations from most people. Uh, I just figure mm-hmm. the more my network grows and the more opportunity I have to connect with people. I do try to keep my connections that I reach out to quite high quality because I, I really mm-hmm. want right. to be strategic about this. And if you have 10,000 people you're connected to, there's no possible way that you can have you know, an interaction with 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. So when I'm reaching out to people... I tend to be very strategic about who I make those connections with so that I can really have um, an ongoing relationship with them. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, one of the ways to connect with people is through groups, which is part of the reason I love groups on LinkedIn, because, you know, even if they've set their profile that you have to have their email address, if you're in the same group with them, that goes away and you can connect directly with them. But you know, what are the other benefits of of participating and being active in groups on LinkedIn? There are so many because what it actually is almost like putting you in front of a virtual, um, let's say, chamber of commerce or a virtual mm-hmm. group of your peers at an event. They're getting to see your stuff, and this is an, a unique opportunity where you can contribute to conversations, you can provide information to people, you can become known as a trusted source of information in your industry. And people will recognize that. And you'd be surprised at the number of times that you, you do that and then someone reaches out and says, hey, I noticed what you're doing on LinkedIn in this group. I'd love to have you come and talk to my group about this or I'd love to have you do a workshop or I'd love to have you, you know, do a guest blog. Once you start to really contribute to these groups and, you know, have those interactions, it's quite amazing what can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I um, biggest, you know, you can, you can be a member of numerous groups, up to 50, um, you know, and 50 is probably too much. That's just, especially if you're going to work them. Um, yeah. You know, if you're only there to get their information, sure, that's that's a little bit different, but you're going to be an active member, you know, even if you spend an hour, two hours a day on LinkedIn, that's pretty difficult to be to that. But, you know, find the groups that interest you, that are in your industry, that I don't know, maybe it's, it's an industry you want to get into. That's always a great way to make some connections with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if you're in, let's say, take that example, you're in and you're moving, shifting industries and you're not quite sure how to do it, join some of those industry groups. And then when someone poses a question in that group, even if you don't know the answer to it, go find the answer. Find the link to right. a great article and mm-hmm. reference that into the group because then they'll, you'll, start to stand out to people as someone who does provide good information. And don't mm-hmm. be afraid to reach out to some of those people in the group individually to connect, too. And mm-hmm. it's, a great oppor- it's a great learning opportunity as well because you're talking to people that are very interactive, people that are very knowledgeable, and you can gain so much knowledge from them just being in those groups. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I and- want to talk about earlier this year, you did a five-day LinkedIn experiment and just saw huge benefits from us. Now, I know that you offer a program on this, and so we don't want you to give away all of the the, the secret. <laughs> but, you know, what did that five-day experiment entail? Well, like many people, I'd had a profile on LinkedIn for a number of years, but I'd never gotten a lead. I'd never generated any revenue from it, and I thought, you know, I know that my ideal clients are on LinkedIn, so I should be able to make this work. So I immersed myself in learning LinkedIn, played around with it, did a bunch of stuff, took webinars, all that kind of thing. Then um, the last week of February 2014, I focused on LinkedIn every day for five days. I did two or three things each day on LinkedIn to see what would happen. And these included things like getting a better headshot, using the Mm -hmm. keywords that we talked about, adding some extras, a video to my profile rewriting my profile in a different language, and it's not in English, but in a different style of language um, than it had been. I kind of had just a, um, a resume style up there. Totally wrong okay. if you're not job searching. So after five days, and each day actually I created a video, um, a five-minute video of what I'd done so people could track my progress. Mm-hmm. And the videos are on my website. They're free. Um, and so in five days I was able to increase my connections by 13%. My recommendations up 600%. My endorsements up 18%. Now, my profile views went up 1,366%. But this is the one I love the most. Because I showed Mm -hmm. up in the search over Mm -hmm. 2,000% more than I had the five days previous. But the bottom line is did I make any money from this? Because it's all well and good to have all this exposure but it doesn't mean anything to the bank account. So from this, I gained three speaking opportunities, two joint ventures, a webinar Mm -hmm. that I did for a group of authors, and a number of those authors are now um, into my coaching program, and three um, get-to-know-you phone calls with people who want to know more about what I can help them with. Mm -hmm. So five days focused on LinkedIn definitely paid off for my business, and it also now um, I spend between thirty and sixty minutes a day on LinkedIn now, and it continues to grow. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just amazing what's happened with LinkedIn for me over the last couple months. And I would say probably fifty percent of my business, especially the joint venture business, is now coming from LinkedIn. Wow, you know, and and it's interesting because you know you say you spend you know thirty to sixty minutes a day on LinkedIn. And some people might think, holy cow, that's an awful lot. But Mm -hmm. how much time are we spending going to network meetings? Um, You know, Atlanta is rather large. And so for an hour networking meeting, it's at least a half an hour commute each way. So there I've lost two hours. You know, maybe I've lost three because the meeting went a little long or there was, was bad traffic, you know, all those various things. So then I've lost three hours where you know, I might or might not have made good connections. By spending 30 to 60 minutes on LinkedIn in a very focused way, I could have seen much, much better results. And I think that's kind of where some people get caught up in the fact that, you know, LinkedIn might take a lot of time, but it's all about examining how you're spending your time currently. Um, You know, and, and, you know, maybe it it does take a lot of time at, at the initial point Because you have to bring your profile up into this century. You know, you have to get that new Mm -hmm. photo. You're going to be researching those things. But, you know, it it really is just phenomenal, the results that you got. It is. I, you know, I didn't expect it to be that high. And like I said, I called it the LinkedIn experiment because it really was. I had no clue what the end result was going to be. And I can honestly say that now LinkedIn is my preferred network, um, social media network that I use. And Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, I still use Facebook. But uh, and I do get business from Facebook as well, but I really enjoy LinkedIn. I think it allows me to connect with professionals that I wouldn't normally have had the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. So it's been amazing. Right. And, and now, th- we'll... sir, go ahead. Uh, you know, and and you see different posts there. I mean, you know, you see the business mm. posts on LinkedIn, and, yeah. and I think that's where so many people tend to lose their focus on Facebook. You know, for example, yesterday was Mother's Day. People were posting so many fabulous pictures of their mom, of their children, you know, all these things. And we all got caught up in it. And, yeah. you know, if, if it had been a weekday, we would have lost a lot of very productive time. Um, but if you're on LinkedIn, even if you're clicking those links, it's probably something that's going to be beneficial to you in your career. Absolutely. And, and that's the difference with LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, you know, LinkedIn, you wouldn't post photos of your lunch. Um, you right. wouldn't post photos of your dog <laughs> or your kids. Mm-hmm. you know this is pure business, and mm-hmm. that's what the, the big difference is and if you you come here, you come to do business, and people aren't you know it's not a so it's a social network for professionals is the best way to put it mm-hmm. it's it's facebook for grown ups maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah well yeah. and Wendy, what is your website URL? Because you mentioned you have your videos there. And then there's also the, the information about signing up for this LinkedIn training. So how do people mm-hmm. find you online? It's wendymcclellan.com. So it's Wendy and then dot com. But if they go to the um, bit.ly slash Wendy um, L-I... They'll that takes them right to my website, and so they okay. can you know s- search around and and find what they need there as well. Great, great, yeah, you know, and and I encourage people to go in and look at those videos. I watch them, um, you know, they're they're uh, short to watch. It's not like you get caught up in something where you know an hour later you're still watching the video. Um, but yeah. Wendy really talks in in succinct ways and and simple ways on how to really uh, work your LinkedIn profile up. To make it this this powerhouse, yeah. And I, one of the other thing that LinkedIn has recently done, if it's okay for me to mention, is the, the um, publisher platform. Can I chat a bit about that, Deb? Oh, is yes. that okay? You know, okay, I want to is... talk about that okay. when we come back from the break. Okay, absolutely. We'll take it a couple minutes because I want to talk a lot about it. Um, I okay. love <laughs> that new feature, um, and and so I really want to talk a lot about that. But you know, okay. let's let's go back and you know talk a little bit more about how do you actually get leads on Facebook, <laughs> you know, you've, you've connected with the, what you hope is the right people. You've been posting in groups, but then, you know, how do you direct people to buying your product or service or visiting your business or at least picking up a phone or visiting your website? Well, I think the biggest thing is what is it that people want from you? What is it they need from you on LinkedIn to feel that they want to spend money with you? So, as an example, for me, I'm a speaker, and so I've posted a video on my LinkedIn profile of me doing a presentation to a group, so that if someone is curious about hiring me because they've seen something I've posted in one of the groups, they don't even have to leave LinkedIn. It's right there on LinkedIn. They can watch that video of me doing a presentation and say yay or nay to hiring me as a speaker. And mm-hmm. what I also did on LinkedIn, this is one of the profile tips that I um, I get my clients to work on, is self identify who your ideal clients are on LinkedIn. So what I've got is something that says, um, uh, if you are an entrepreneur and you need these services, I can do this for you. If you are a meeting planner, I can do this for you. So I've given Ah. three categories of people Mm -hmm. that I serve, and then people can come to my LinkedIn profile and go, oh, I fit in that category. Maybe she Mm -hmm. can help me. And also it helps people self-select if I'm not the right person for them. And that mm-hmm. helps too, because then you're not wasting time on conversations that really will never go anywhere and mm-hmm. don't ever be afraid if you're in a group and people are having a conversation to take the conversation private if there's a conversation going right. on that people are contributing to but you feel you've got a really great answer or solution for it take the conversation private with the person who um, is asking the question or seeking the, mm-hmm. the help and don't don't ever be afraid to do that if you've been you know, a good contributor to the group and, and been into interacting with people, there's no reason why you can't approach that person and say, hey, I know you're having this problem. You've been asking for solutions. I think I have the solution for you. Can we chat? And right. I do a lot of um, Skype get-to-know-you calls with people. I find on LinkedIn mm-hmm. people really like to use Skype as a form of seeing who they're talking to versus mm-hmm. just a phone call or email. And those calls have generated quite a bit of business for me. So those I find really helpful. So make sure that when you schedule those guide calls, they're not too early in the morning so you've had time to do your hair and your makeup and you feel a little <laughs> right, refreshed. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those, that that's one of the things I do. Another thing I would encourage people to do is track their leads on LinkedIn. So what I did, and I, there may be a better system, um, but for me, I just created an Excel spreadsheet, and all the people I'm connecting with that have told me what kind of leads they're looking for or what kind of services mm-hmm. they offer I put them into an Excel spreadsheet, and it's been very helpful because, as an example, I had one person I met at a a real live networking event who was looking for someone to help them with franchising. Well, I met a franchise lawyer in my LinkedIn connection, and I was able to connect the two of them. And it was simple Mm because I just went to my Excel spreadsheet, searched franchise, there was this guy, and I was able to make the connection for them. So, track your leads. If you've committed to helping somebody put it into some kind of form that's easy to track for you. you know, and, and you mentioned, I think, one of the most important things, and that is connecting people with other people. You know, Absolutely. Sure, we want to sell our product or our service, but it's not always a good fit. And, you know, or they might not ever need what, what we do. But uh-huh, putting them in connection with someone else who can help them, they'll remember that. Um, you That's know, and, and then when they do need your product or service, they'll they'll come back to you, and and the, you know, it, it really is you know, kind of karma or you know, all of those various things. And so, I, I'm very careful when I communicate with somebody on LinkedIn that I'm not coming across as being spammy. You know, I love mm-hmm. the people who send me messages who want to help me become a person who can use social media. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> Did you not read my profile? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and the same thing would go. You know, if, if say I connected with somebody on on LinkedIn and and they were the top salesman for their group, you know, what if I sent them a, a, a message and said, "Would you like to be to get good at sales? I can help you." And they're going to be insulted, um, you know, and, yeah. and so it's it's always very tricky to make sure that when you're communicating with somebody on LinkedIn that you're very careful about it. Um, you know, the same thing goes with email, with with all of those various things. If you wouldn't spam somebody there, then don't spam them on LinkedIn. No, exactly, exactly. And just, I think that's a good kind of rule of thumb is, would this behavior be appropriate in real life? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, it's not appropriate on LinkedIn either. You don't want to go right. up to strangers and just say, hey, I can sell you this. That's not how it goes. You know, we mm-hmm. need to build that relationship first, make those connections, become trusted, show people you've got some knowledge. And then there's an opportunity to introduce them to your products or services. Right, right. Yeah, cool. Well, you mentioned um, LinkedIn Publishing, and I love that feature, which is why I want to hold it for the, the last section of this uh, communication today of, the, of our conversation, because I think it is one of the coolest things that they have added in a very long time. Um, so we're going to talk about it when we come back from the break. I am Deb Freer okay. talking with Wendy McClellan on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment.
1: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant.
2: Just what the doctor ordered. This is the worst weather we've seen in quite some time, folks, and I don't see any end in sight. People have been calling in from across the state complaining their basements are flooding. They need the waterproofing solutions from Basement Systems. If you want a dry basement or crawl space that will weather any kind of storm, you need the patented solution from Basement Systems. With a lifetime warranty, it's customized for your basement. I'm predicting this storm front's heading your way. Call 800 330 1872 for a free estimate or visit Basement Radio. Offer.com. If you're diabetic, this message could change your life. Is your blood sugar out of control even when you do all the right stuff? Are you afraid of diabetic blindness and the risk of amputation? As well as all those other side effects? Well, you should be. Is there anything that could help manage your blood sugar? Nobetes is a natural supplement that may quickly and dramatically lower your blood sugar. My name is Bob Quarter. I've been using Nobidies for about three and a half to four months now, and in the first three months, I've actually lowered my blood sugars from 500s down to 139, and then it dropped to 88 to
0: 93. My name is Kirsten. I'm a type 1 diabetic, and while taking nobetes, my blood sugar levels dropped from 295 to 115 in just one day. The FDA hasn't
2: evaluated these statements, and nobetes isn't intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease but for many it's helped drop their blood sugar so if you've been evaluated with high blood sugar don't delay evaluate no bds now call 800-557-9317 and get two bottles free just cover shipping and handling call 800-557-9317 that's
1: 800-557-9317 thank you for being a friend
0: We are back. I'm Deb Creer talking with Wendy McClellan, and we're talking uh, predominantly today about LinkedIn and how to really profit from the power of LinkedIn. Whether it's that you're profiting by getting a new job, profiting by making new connections, or mm, profiting by making more money, there's definitely ways that you should be using LinkedIn. And you know, so so welcome back, Wendy. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, there is, and, and we've mentioned it briefly a couple of times, the absolute coolest new feature of LinkedIn. And it's funny because I don't often gush about any feature on any social media. And I love the publishing feature. Um, it's, and one of the things that uh, it, it's been out for, oh, a couple of months or so, um, it is still cu- it's not really a beta test, but it's not available to everyone. So first, um, you know, Wendy, talk to us about what publishing is. You know, and and then we'll go into to really detail about how people apply for it and the benefits that both you and I have seen from it. Okay, well, up until now, up until they uh, launched this new publisher platform, you could write a blog post on LinkedIn up to four hundred and fifty words. But a number of months ago, they opened this new platform that allows up to two thousand word blog posts, which is really great because then you can go into a lot more depth and detail, which people tend Mm -hmm. to want on LinkedIn. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a great platform, and I've had uh, one post actually go viral, which was pretty incredible. So, it's an, an amazing opportunity to get your name out there to a lot more people. hmm Well, and the cool thing is you can include photos. You can include links. So, you know, you should put a call to action into it. You know, you can link to uh, reference material, all those various things, um, you know, and, and You do have to apply for it, and and I'm not exactly sure how. I think probably if you just Google publishing LinkedIn, you'll get the information, or is there a direct link that you know about? Okay. There is, yeah. Yeah just google it and it'll bring you to their help page and the, the, right at the top of the page there, there's a little um a link and you can uh, apply to get into the program really they're rolling it out in and i'm you know to be really honest i'm not sure why i was one of the lucky ones that got in early because i'm not a super high profile linkedin person but for some reason i got in early which was great and i've been able to really leverage it to generate quite mm-hmm. a bit of business right well, and, you know, I applied and, and got in early and, and love it and, and think it's great. I haven't published in a while, but I need to go back and, and do that. So, you know, let me, let's see, I'm pulling up my profile now because I've done several posts. I have, have um, let's see, I'm going to see more. i got to love, you've got to love that. And you know, what happened with me is it got me so much more leverage than my regular blog. So yeah. I was kind of like you. My first post went kaflooey, and I was just stunned by it. Now, part of it, I think, probably was the title. So mine was "The Three Most Egregious LinkedIn Mistakes." Um, mm-hmm. Almost twelve thousand people saw it. Uh, Forty-five people commented. It was, you know, shared three hundred and some times on various other social media sites, which I think is such a great thing that LinkedIn has added—the fact that you can go there and you can tweet you can post it on Facebook, you can post it on Google Plus and of course you can share it on LinkedIn. So, you know, they, they didn't make it exclusive. Clearly what it's doing is it's bringing people back to LinkedIn. So that's why they like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I have over 2,000 people who now follow my posts, which is kind yes. of cool because what that means is, you know, all they have to do, you know, they're not people I'm directly connected with, some of them might be, but you know, they're people who found those posts so valuable that they want to make sure that they get a notification when I do future posts. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And one of them, um, I think it was the second or third one that I did, um, I put the title was Why I Say No to Coffee Meetings. And I Mm -hmm. knew coffee and meetings were a hot button, but I didn't realize how hot. Because um, Mm -hmm. as of today, I think it's been up now three weeks, and it's had over 58,000 views. Over 500 comments. It's been shared over 2,300 times, and it also now appears on other um, 60 other blogs. So oh, wow. and it, uh, yeah, like this one just went crazy, and um, it's also generated quite a bit of business for me. And mm-hmm. so, it, like you, about 2,000 people now follow my blog posts on LinkedIn. So it has a really, it's an amazing opportunity to get a lot more leverage than your regular, like on my own blog. You know, I get good readership, but nothing like this. Just incredible. Right. right. You know, and, and what I've done is I've just used blog posts that I already had written. So, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel. But, you yeah. know, I, I put them in there. I make sure that they're still current. And then I have that call to action at the end. It was funny. My um my marketing person with my first one that, you know, did so well, he looked at it and he said, hello. There was no call to action. And, you know, I beat my head against my desk because I I didn't include that. So now, you know, I've I've got all that information in there. But, you know, what can – I'm sure that that a lot of our listeners are thinking, well, that's great. You know, Wendy and Deb, you talk about social media, and there's lots of of things that you can say about it. But what can other people be writing about, and, you know, what are things that, that people might find interesting? You know, in other words, how do they use this? in, you know, various other industries and areas. Well, I would say let's go back to the groups and what are people mm. asking about in the groups? What are they curious mm-hmm. about? What are the questions about? Write a blog post about that. Um, if you've gone to an event and you've heard a great speaker and you've taken some notes, write a blog post about what that industry leader said because you can use their mm-hmm. name and the title and that's always right. an attention grabber. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, if you've read a great book by somebody that is on a topic that your people would be interested in, if something's Mm -hmm. happened in the news and it has a relationship to your business sector, write Mm -hmm. a blog post about that. And there's nothing wrong either with, if you're not a great writer, taking portions of someone else's blog post and crediting them, absolutely do not plagiarize, Mm -hmm. um, and then commenting on what they've said so you can start Ah. a conversation about what somebody else has actually already said. And Mm -hmm. then you can also say to them, hey, I've I've written a blog post referencing your blog, and Mm -hmm. I'd love to know what you think. That way they're Mm -hmm. going to engage with you, and they're also going to invite their followers to engage with you as well. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, for me, one of the things that I was thinking about as we were talking about this was the fact that, you know, say it's someone who is looking for a job, and mm-hmm. maybe they, they um, haven't been working for a while, and, and so they're wanting to show that they're still current on the industry. This would be fabulous, you know, for them to be able to, you know, refer to an article or a presentation or a webinar or, you know, all of those various things that you just mentioned, and then talk about why they think it's important. Um, you know, it, in a way, it's like they're at an interview, and someone says, tell me about a recent news article you read. Well, exactly. you know, they just put it right there for everybody to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there's a specific person that you're trying to connect with when you're looking for a job, why not go and see what they have written and Ooh. reference that, write a blog post mm-hmm. about that, because they'll get, you know, use their keywords, use the links back to their LinkedIn profile, and, you know, they'll start to recognize that, oh, this mm-hmm. person's really paying attention to what I'm saying. Maybe mm-hmm. they are somebody I need to connect with. Right, right. So, you know, yeah. and, and whether it's a job or you want them as a client or a customer, I mean, that's, that's a perfect suggestion. And if you're looking for, say, you want a speaker to come and, and speak at one of your events and you're having a hard time making a connection with them, use that same mm-hmm. strategy. Find something that they've talked about, find something they've written, have a, you know, comment on it, and then just send them a quick note. Hey, I, I loved your talk and I've, I've given some commentary on it in this blog post that they thought you might be interested. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, you know and really be clever, be smart in, your, in the ways that you connect with people. Right. You know, and at the very least, they go and read it. But hopefully, mm-hmm. what happens is they comment. You know, can you imagine if you, you know, say you would mentioned, you know, Seth Godin's book. You know, can you imagine then if he commented in response to you? Oh, wow. You know, that's, that's really going to get traction. Absolutely. Know, and maybe Absolutely. Just a speaker at your local business association. You know, all of those things are important. Um, but, you know, then you've made that connection with them. You know, don't, as, as we've been saying, don't immediately make it the sales pitch. Um, you know, kind of nurture those things because you wouldn't want to have an immediate sales pitch to you either. No, no, exactly, exactly. You know, and, yeah. and I always tell people, you know, be honest and open. You know, I read your book because, you know, I'm looking for a, to, to transition into your industry. You know, yes. you're not saying, hey, give me a job. What you're doing is telling them why you were interested in them. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, a lot of these so-called big names, they do a lot of behind-the-scenes work helping people and mentoring people that we never even hear about. And it's the people Mm -hmm. that have reached out to them in a respectful way, not spammy, and, you know, have honestly sought maybe some help or some guidance. So, you know, give it a try and be strategic. Like, who are the key players you want to identify you want to connect with, and reach out to them, <clears throat> excuse me, in an innovative way, and you might just be surprised at some of the great results that can come of it. hmm You know, and, I actually... And, um, sorry, oh, I, was just, I was just going to say, there's a, a fairly well-known, and I promised her I won't use her name, but there, there's a very high-profile LinkedIn expert who... Um, I have been following for a while and who has obviously Mm -hmm. been following me because she actually reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and said, Mm -hmm. I've been following what you're doing, love your Mm -hmm. style, Um, I'd like to give you a referral. And she referred me to a potentially very large client. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just in negotiations with a client now, nailing down exactly what what I'm going to be able to do for him. And I happened to um, meet this woman face-to-face at social media camp a couple of weekends ago. Mm -hmm. I sent her, so uh, you know, thank you so much, which I had already thanked her. But I said, "Um, why did you decide to give me this lead? She said, because I've been following on social media, you are a giver and not a taker, and you have Mm -hmm. graded information that you're willing to share with people. So you might, you know, you never know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that is so important to remember is you do, you know, you, you never know who's watching you. Um... It's interesting when I go to uh, you know, a, a meeting or you know, talk with somebody and they say, Hey, I've i followed all of your posts or they'll actually yeah. mention them. They've yes. never liked them, they've never shared them, they've never commented, <laughs> but they're still <laughs> they're reading reading them. them. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. You know, and exactly. and we get caught up in the oh I posted it and nobody saw it type of thing. Yeah. You know, no, just because nobody said anything, I mean think of how many that we see. You know how mm-hmm. many posts do we see on Facebook? How many things on Twitter that we never ever respond to, but we saw them um, yeah, and, and so it's it it, it you, you need to keep at it. I think that's one of the things that people have told me about LinkedIn too is well, you know, I post and I post and I post and I use these groups, and yada, yada yada, and nothing ever happens. well, you know my first thing response to them is, well, is you know were you actually being a good contributor and posting things that people found valuable mm-hmm. and you know then, even if you were doing that and they didn't respond, it still doesn't mean that they didn't see it. you know, so keep it up. It's kind of that old marketing thing where you know way back um, you know long before we had you know the internet and certainly definitely before social media where they said you had to see a marketing message seven times before it sunk in. you know, yeah. I don't know how what it is now. it's it's got to be a huge number um, because we're so bombarded with things. but you know, we have to see something multiple times before it clicks, and we think, hey, this is a person that I want to refer business to, or a person that I might want to bring in for an interview, or a person that I want to connect with someone else. You know, it's, it's that whole repetitive thing that really is going to make this work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely true. Great. Great. Well, Wendy, we've got about a minute and a half left, um, and this has been fabulous. Uh, you know, I, I encourage people to go to your website, which is wendymcclellan.com, or give the, the Bitly address again to make it much easier. Absolutely. Bitly forward slash Wendy L-I for LinkedIn. Cool. Great. Now, if you, know, if you can only give one more tip on LinkedIn, what would you say to people? Before you reach out to make any connections, make sure that you have amped up your profile because you only get that first chance to make a good first impression. And so, amp up the profile, and if you go to the um, bit.ly forward slash Wendy L.I., you can download the quick guide, the infographic of things to do to amp up your profile, or even if you go to the free resources tab on my website, you can watch those videos of how to amp it up. And if you do want more information about LinkedIn and you want to do the five-day experiment with me as your coach, I do have a LinkedIn coaching program called Profiting from LinkedIn, and it's Five days, and at the end of it, you're going to be amazed at what kind of results you get. So that's also on the website. Perfect, perfect. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for being a guest today. I'm sure everybody has benefited from hearing um, what you've said because, you know, so many people think, oh, LinkedIn, it's boring. I can't get (laughs) into business from there. Um, And it really is the place that every single professional needs to be and have a good presence there. You know, and and as we said, we're talking an hour a day at the most, you know, 30 minutes, and you really can benefit from this. And, you know, maybe it means you skip that cup of coffee or you don't read that one article on, you know, something that really doesn't pertain to your business because you're spending time on LinkedIn, but it will be worth it. So, Wendy, thank you again to everyone. Stay warm, stay dry, stay cool if you're in the South. It's supposed to be 85 down here today. Um, And until next week, have a great time.
1: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. My old
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Sweet Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.